How do you feel about women being in cigar bars now? I don't mind women in cigar bars. Really? Yeah, I don't. Now, I do have a slight issue with women commentating sports on television. Ooh, why? Ooh, unpack this. Okay, and I shall. Hey guys, welcome to the Smitty and D Show. Of course, I am your host, Tony D. And in the studio, you guys, this is a big one. I'm excited. We got a big fish, y'all. We got a big fish. You've seen him in Medea's Big Happy Family, Johnson's Family Vacation, of course, Coming to America 2. Welcome to the studio, Rodney Perry. Hold the presses. Yeah, yeah. What's up, D? We we got some love on the set today, y'all. We got some old love here. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm in. I've been uh, talking to Kino. I say when I'm coming on. Right. We need I see all these people on the show. <laughs> I see the clips. <laughs> when is Rodney Perry coming? When is my time? And uh, and finally, it's, it's, I, I've been blessed enough to, to come listen. sit with you, and you're killing the V-neck. Thank you, thank you. You know, yeah. we try to show a little, a little shoulder, you know. That's all I got, honey. That's Let all I got. Let me tell you something. Shoulders is, is an unsung hero of the body. I'm saying. While you're playing. I feel like it. I, you, you know, know and, I'm And you got a pretty good clavicle. I'm going to just throw it out there. <laughs> let, me, let me show you some more. Come on now. Come on, give it to him. <laughs> My clap going on the hand. I love it. Disrespectful. Yeah. I love it. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. What you got working? What you working on right now, Mr. Rodney? Perry? I'm working on this interview right now. I know that's right. Right this second. Kill it. No, I'm trying my best. Um, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I believe in in staying kinetic. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, I do a, a podcast every day, uh, Rodney Perry Live, that I do from 10 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. And I created that during the pandemic just to stay busy. And um, that's one of my things. It's also another podcast called We Finna Argue with me and my man Rido Brown. And we literally argue for an hour once a week, every week, because he's stupid. <laughs> and he deserved to be argued with. And uh, uh, what else What else we got going on? Um, uh, I did a, a movie called Bed and Breakfast that's coming down. I'm, I'm, I played a, uh, one of the leads in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie called... Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that'll be out around Thanksgiving, late November, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the Tubi space. My buddy says I'm the king of Tubi. Ooh. Because <laughs> I got, like, Tubi, I got Tubi literally Tubi. 30 titles on Tubi, Tubi right now. Are you serious? I produced a, a, a project called, um, uh, what's the name of that? God dang it, my mind bad. Uh, That's the name of it? God dang my mind? No, mind? that ain't the name of it. <laughs> uh, no. I would um, watch it. Creative Hustle. Okay. Creative Hustle is a stand-up show, but it's also sketch. It's also live music. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Chappelle show meets Rodney Perry, mm-hmm. and I'm the host of it. And and one of the executive producers uh, of my buddy Jay Davis out of Chicago, we, we we got together and they pitched me a great idea that I, I decided to be a part of. So I'm trying to get my um, my producer wings up mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean? And so get it, get this. What else I produce? Ask me this, to Rodney Perry. What else you what, produce? Rodney Perry. What what else are you? What else are you producing, sir? The real strippers of Miami. What the what? You heard me. Somebody almost fell back there. <laughs> are you are you okay, sir? He almost fainted. He like how come I'm not on the set? Because <laughs> no, his butt is not big enough. <laughs> no, uh, uh, my friend, uh, she gave me an opportunity to come in and you know put my money where my mouth is mm-hmm. and and help this show. And uh, it's a really interesting show. And you think you know strippers, 
but they're they're going through way more, and we kind of get into their real lives and how they how they're coping, and you know what's it like to be in that world. So it's it's really awesome. It's on Tubi right now. Mm. Could you ever play a sitcom dad? All day. All day. All day. I would I would love to play. See, this is what happened. People had to die for your ass to get a sitcom dad job, you know. And so, uh, yes, to answer your question, absolutely, I could play a sitcom dad. I would love to get into that space, uh, talking with some uh, producer friends of mine about maybe going to that space. I would love to go in a late night talk space, though. Mm. I think I think that would be cool for me. And, you know, I'm always trying to make sure I keep sight of my, my comedy brand, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to lose, you know, become this this dad on TV and lose the, the comedy brand. But we see people like Miss Pat, Who's killing, killing television it. right now? I binge watched Miss Pat this weekend. Yeah, I love her. She she's she is flat out amazing. I remember her just being in, in our comedy pool here in Atlanta mm-hmm. and being amazing then, and to see the world kind of look her way is very dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talking about or speaking about comedy dads, one of the comedy dads that we kind of all grew up on, I know I did, was Bill Cosby. Okay, so. No, this is a touchy topic. Not touchy at all. Okay. Um, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about how what, what what happened? Can you separate what people do behind the scenes? Um, you know, when they well, have well, such well, a talent well, like that. Well, well, let's let's do this. Let's do this because, you know, Dr. Cosby is still awesome. You know, he still paved the way. Whether it's a different world or the Cosby Show, paved the way for a lot of black kids to go to college. He paved the way for uh, us to see a black affluent family on television. So that doesn't go away because, you know, he had some issues. Now, I do believe if your ass is is living this life, sometimes you need to go on and die. If you would, if you would die, if Cosby, let's just throw it out there now. And I don't want the man gone, but if he had died 30 years ago, mm-hmm. We still had a legacy. Yeah. You know, we still had it now. You know, I t- my mother and I used to talk about all this stuff and before she passed. And she said, Rodney, she said, I hear what they're saying. But in the 70s, Quaaludes was a relatively light drug. You know, Speak I mean, you got to think we going through cocaine, heroin, and y'all, and we. Crack? And we. Crack! Meth? Well, all that's later. Yeah, crack, later. Cracking methods mm-hmm. a, little a little later. So we're talking about 70s into the 80s. So we're talking about a time when that was the party. Mm-hmm. The party didn't start till Bill got there. Yeah. Hey, what time Bill going to get here with the Quaaludes? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, everybody was doing it. I saw this uh, Playboy uh, documentary, and literally everybody was doing Quaaludes. They were putting in the girls' drinks without them mm. even knowing. Yes. And some of them, they forced them to have it before they would even have sex with them. How about this? You can't have uh, Visine on your person because Visine is a date rape drug. Whoa. If, if your drink is sitting there and somebody hits you with that, that's going to make you nauseated, mm-hmm. make you have to separate from your friends mm-hmm. and family. So, uh... I'm not a fan of predators, though. Mm. I'm not a friend, a fan of of guys that take the vagina, because mm-hmm. people give it. Yeah, vagina is free. Sometimes. Well, I paid for it, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> people will give you the vagina, mm-hmm. especially if you're a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So, 
to 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 be that predator is unacceptable. Mm. You know. So what do what I what I do I appreciate the, his contribution? Yes. But I'm not a fan of what he may or may not have done. Got it's it. not cool. Got it. Speaking of may or may not done, R. Kelly may have done some things. I'm from Chicago. Do do how can we separate what you've done, you know, Versus the art. All right, let's talk about it. R. Kelly. Well, how can we separate R. Kelly? From First his, of yeah. all, there is no versus. Nobody can go into a versus with R. Kelly. Period. Okay. Um, whether it's pop music, R and B. My wife and I, we talk all the time. She knows R. Kelly songs that I don't know. Like she like all of. Oh, ah, you know she loved all of the, the, the absurd R. Kelly stuff. But. The thing with R. Kelly is you you don't get to treat our children that way. Mm. You just don't get to do that. And so while I believe he needs to do time, I don't need I don't think he need to be a hundred years either. Mm-hmm. I don't think he need to catch thirty and thirty and thirty and thirty and, and they not be, you know, on top of it, they not be run concurrently. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that makes me and the disturbing part is how people just create laws. Mm. Like, that's what I think, as black people, what should be concerning. Because, you know, like, Arquette was in jail for a couple of years without being charged. That part. That's an issue. Right? Okay. And also, he's being stopped from earning money when he can still earn money. So... That goes into cancel culture and some other stuff. And so, although I'm a fan of R. Kelly, the musician, again, uh, we have to protect our young people, starting with those families. You know, the the you couldn't have my daughter in a house that I couldn't get in. And I grab her hand and take her out. You couldn't do that. It's impossible. So everybody that's a party to it needs to go to jail. If we, if we send the folks to jail. Are we sending folks to jail? R. Kelly is one guy. And he's racketeering? Are you serious? It's it, it just it just looks fishy to me. And breathe. That's deep. That's really deep. You're in a profession where you're all constantly on the road mm-hmm. and you're eating terribly. I am. Are you Matter ever? Matter of fact, you ain't getting. No, I'm joking. No, we've got vegetables. You see that right I there? I see the little tray. We got vegetables and fruit. I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna eat that pepper that was on the floor. Right. I, I'm <laughs> I need some fat in my go ahead. <laughs> You guys are always on the road. Mm-hmm. Speak to kind of the state of comedians that are kind of growing or kind of in your age group because I don't want to say it, but. Uh, some of y'all are dying now. Some of you guys. Are, no, no, no. It's not care. just comedians that it's are dying. General, it's yeah. black, black people. I would uh, say entertainers too. And people of a certain age. You got to think. I, I'm, I'm a stroke survivor. So wow. I, I had a stroke in uh, at my, 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 had my 46th birthday. Two months later, I had a stroke. Oh mercy! You know, I spent probably 45 days in a hospital. You know, I'm a veteran, so I was in the VA. Uh, got excellent care at the VA. Um, Shout out to the VA. I um, I had to learn how to walk again. Wow. My left side was affected. My 
My left hand was contorted. Uh, I had to learn how to use this hand again. I had to learn how to walk. Mm. So when you bring this subject up, I've lived it. Yes. You know what I mean? I've literally lived it. And how about this? I almost, for for lack of a better word, I got a chance to die. I got a chance to die and watch how the world felt about me. You know, I was able to look at social media and see people telling stories. Wow. You know, I was still alive, but it felt like I was dead. Mm. It felt like I was dead as I sat there, and they, they, man, Rodney Perry once told me this. Rodney Perry did this. He took me there. He gave me my first, da-da, da-da. And I'm sitting there going, and then I start getting calls. Hey, man, we want to do a benefit for you. No. No benefits. Because I'm still here. I'm still fighting. Benefits is for dead people. We going to be okay. You know? But I also had to be smart enough to take help. You know? I had have, I have, I have my friends you know, really proved that they was my friends. I mean, it's one thing to, everybody cool when it's cracking, but what are you like when a person is in trouble? You know, Kevin Hart called me up, Rod, don't worry about your family, we got you. Mm. You know, so that's why you can't talk about that dude in front of me. Monique called me, Monique, Rodney, don't worry about nothing. We gonna make sure your family's okay. You just get well. So you can't talk about certain people around me because they've proven themselves to me, if that make any sense. And in, in reference to, to, to health, uh, I think it's something to look at in terms of black men. You know, one of, one of my big problems, I got diagnosed with um, high blood pressure, hypertension. And I took the medication and it immediately affected my libido. And I was like, I'm not taking this shit. Oh, wow. I'm not taking it. I, what I'm not going to be is Mr. Softy in this house. You hear me? <laughs> and so as as I'm processing that, as I go back, that was one of the biggest mistakes I made. Either. You know, I should have went back to my doctor. I should have said, Doc, this is a problem. This, I can't take this. What else can I, could you give me to lower my blood pressure? And so post-stroke, I, I know the acronyms. I know what it, I know fast, face drooping, arm weakness, speech slurring, time to go to the hospital. I, I understand that now, but I didn't know that then. So I would like to be the, the beacon of people that, 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 that prove that you can not only go beyond the, the problem, you can circumvent it way ahead of time. You know, if we just move, mm-hmm. if you just move, if you move, that, that, that change everything. When you say move. Move your body, move, walk, mm-hmm. ride a bike. Um, not, I mean, we, we, you 50. You ain't running. I tell people all the time, you see me running, you better come on. <laughs> Somebody is chasing. coming. The zombies is on the way if you see me running. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on, on like crazy exercise, but something every day. If you keep moving, you can keep living. When you went through that, who found you? How did you get to the hospital? Okay, crazy story. So how did I get to the hospital? So I'm in Denver, Colorado. I'm on the road. I talked to one of my boys, Joey Wells. Joey is telling me about a friend of ours that had had a stroke two days before. Uh, and she she is now passed on. But he was telling me that story. And as he told me, in my mind, I was like, I feel like that now. Right now. I'm, I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I can't really... I feel like that. Hung up the phone with Joey. I talked to my buddy Hank Denson. Hank Denson is a 
you know, uh, uh, ex pediatric. Uh, not a, he's not a nurse, but he did casts and stuff. And I talked to Hank, and I was telling them about the conversation with Joey. He said, "Rodney, go to the go, get your blood pressure checked right now." That's what he told me. So outside of my window in my hotel room is a Walmart. Go to Walmart. Got on the little shuttle from the hotel, went over to Walmart. I literally dragged myself into Walmart, put my hand in the, um, okay. in the little sleeve at Walmart, and my blood pressure was 221 over 140. Oof. A smart man goes to the emergency room. What are we talking about Rodney Perry? He's stupid. So, <laughs> so I go back to my room. I got, a, I got an hour or so before showtime. Uh, and the thing about a stroke is you're going in and out of the stroke zone. Right, mm. you know, even at two twenty one over one forty, you know, it's like an old car running hot. Mm. So I'm just running hot, but the car ain't ready to pull over to the side of the road yet. It's still run. Mm-hmm. So I'm still I'm running. I go do a show. I do two shows. Two shows that night. Take pictures. I still got the uh, audio on my phone. Take pictures and everything. And uh, my brother, who was my feature act that night, and my brother and I have been a, a bit estranged. My brother, I said, hey, man, because we had talked about it. After the shows, we'll just go to the VA. And to be honest, I thought they would lower my pressure and send me home. Uh, but I ultimately had the, the stroke at the hospital. So I wasn't in a hosp- in a room by myself and somebody had to find me. I wouldn't be here talking to you right now if that, mm. that would have been the case. You know, that, and that, that's what happened to our friend that, that, that suffered her stroke. But anyway. So I go to the hospital, I walk in, and I don't leave there for 45 days till I finish my, my rehab process. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. What a story. Do you have kids? Six children. How is it you being on the road all this time with kids? You you miss stuff. You know, Talk I, about that. So, uh like like we 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 make it a point as a family we we do thanksgiving no matter what no matter what's going on in your life you you're not taking those shows on thanksgiving but it's a thursday it's not too hard but inevitably when we're together holidays christmas thanksgiving they start telling stories and i'm like when that happened cuz i wasn't there you know i miss the moments i miss a birthday here i miss a uh, uh, even a graduation or or a milestone, Ooh. you ain't got to frown up like that. I'm just in a graduation. You know, goodness, that hurt, but <laughs> hey, you know, hold on, you about to make me go Ooh, home and Lord. apologize to my baby. No, you need to. <laughs> no, but but we had we had a situation where you know it was it was go to graduation or miss this substantial gotcha. load of income yeah. for that, that month. No, that no, day. No, I get it. And so that becomes paramount. Yeah. Uh, if I had to do it over again, do I? You know, I once heard D.L. Hughley say, you know, I miss holidays and moments so you can have them. Ooh. So you can have that moment. And so uh, I'm not as arrogant to say that, but you you miss moments you miss you know different things but at the same time i'm at home more than a guy with a 40 hour week job mm. you know i'm at home you know when i'm home i'm home mm-hmm. 
So, and that's one thing I've had to learn over a career and lifetime is to, is to the, the days I'm at home and to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, before I came to talk to you today, I was at home all day, you know. And so um, how do you deal with that? You just try to be as present as you can as a father, and you can't buy time. You can't. You can't buy time. And I try my best not to tell my kids I'm going to do something if I know I'm not. That that That's the way I kind of – but, you know, I miss the moments, and uh, hopefully they understand at the end of the day. I think they will. Why do you think so many black men are not religious? Ooh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty religious. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think the other men are not? Uh, well, I, I think I think you know we we question God because you know as black men as black people sometimes we've gotten the the shaft in life, right? As you look at the life at the at, at the life of a black person, he got high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes. He's got you know baby mama drama. He got this. It can't be no God. And that's the way some people look at it. There ain't no way there's a God, a Jesus, and I'm living this life. But what I found out, you know, again, reflecting back on the stroke, as I questioned God, I'm like, why me? And God said, why not you? Why not you be able to tell a story? See, sometimes we go through what we go through just so you can have a story. To someday be on the couch or sit across the table and be able to tell your story. So that's that that that's what you got to look at. You got to look at your life from a higher lens. You got to back up mm-hmm. to see life is about perspective. Mm. So I think uh, some of us, you know, question God, and He just kind of don't like that, you know. But you got to also take inventory of your wins. You know, how I many really look at your wins? That was you, maybe not. You know, that was you. You just walk into a room and they go, "You the guy I'm looking for." You know, uh, I went in a, to an audition for Coming to America. It's every black actor and comedian in, in Atlanta. And I get it. I didn't have a lot of words. I'm a secondary, maybe third-tier character. But I'm in the movie with the reason I do comedy, Eddie Murphy. Mm. I'm sitting there with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy walking to a room. Hey, Rodney Perry, how you doing today? Who the hell is he talking to? So let's take inventory of our wins, and we got to be able to identify our wins. And, and and you may have to do it yourself. You can't wait for other people to do it. I, I, I'm a big fan of, 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 you know, I hate the phrase, give me my flowers. I don't want no damn flowers. But think it, count your wins, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and be willing to say, dude, you killed that. And and, and, and that that's that's how I keep going. You know, and and spiritually, you know, I come from that. My mother was a, 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 a she she was a part of the CME church. My grandmother was an evangelist, so we would have prayer meeting every weekend. So sometimes, more than anything, I have my relationship with God. I fear as a parent, I haven't given my children enough of a connection with God because we really didn't go to church. You know what I mean? And as they as they grew up and they were little, because I'm all about protecting my children, mm-hmm. you know. Every time something crazy happened to a young lady, it's it's a, it's a male. So I just limit the males that that could be around my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't care who you are. Who if you got a penis, you can't come. You around. can't be around the Perry girl. <laughs> I think that's a movie and a girl group. <laughs> okay. Um, 
this is another deep question. I'm sorry, I'm giving you all the deep questions. Give me, I'm, I'm we deep. I'm, we, fact, I'm you, drowning right you now. You are drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best. All right, would you ever go to a therapist? And then also, why do you think black people need therapy? I don't or, think or, black people need therapy. Or not th- need therapy. I don't think black people need therapy. Why? And you know, me and my friend debate this all the time. You gotta go talk to somebody. Who, who said? First of all, ain't but a handful of black therapists in the world. Literally. Handful. I need a black therapist. If I'm gonna go to a black therapist, I need somebody that understands my plight, what I've been through. If you from the caucus tribe, you can't therapize me. Okay? I'm sure that's not a word. <laughs> anyway, but but you know, I, I've had I've had friends that have been through it. Uh uh, uh couples therapy. I, you know, but you still got to live it. Right. You still got to go through it. Like, there's no cheat code. Mm. See, I think therapy is becoming a cheat code for people. Oh, well, we having a hard time, so I'm going I'm to go see what they say at the therapist. Well, you still got to live. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the therapist give you the tools, you still got to follow the rules that they give you. So, I'm not saying I'm against therapy. Please let me be clear. I'm not against therapy. I think it just comes in a lot of a lot of different. It's wrapped different for different people. It may be your pastor. It may be a friend. It may be a family member. It may be your mama. It may be whoever. Your hairstylist. Don't your your hairstylist. The barber. The the the, 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 the barber. The dude at the at the uh your your, your watering hole where you go have your beer. You know, uh, sometimes therapy is being wrapped in this thing about the the medical aspect of it, you know, and they will be quick to medicate you, mm-hmm. which I'm not a fan of. Mm. Or I'm give you a, f- a title for something. You're, you're bipolar. But I respect I respect those titles. You do? You know, my, my <laughs> daughter deals with anxiety. I, I, I don't feel like I have the luxury of anxiety. No, we did not. I don't have like you. Let me tell you something. If if I if I am at a loss, my family suffers. As the man at the head of this family, I don't have the luxury of being so distraught I can't move. Unacceptable. So guess what? I keep moving. But some of that is looked at as male toxicity. I tell my female friends I love all the it, time. By the way, huh? I, I love it. That Let me tell you something. Toxicity. Hey, that's the truest statement you ever said because we need more. The of thing it. that makes us toxic is the same thing that make you go downstairs and check and see what that noise was. Mm-hmm. It's a double sword. You don't. It's two sides of of a, of a coin. You don't want a man sitting up there next to you in that bed going, "What was that, babe? Go see." It's cold in here. Turn the heat up. Don't get me started. <sighs> What trend do you want to go away? What trend? Or something that you see people doing. It's for me. For me. It's the it's the it's the water bottle for me. <laughs> it's the couch for me. It's the light bulb for me. Don't nobody give a damn if that's for you. <laughs> Please stop saying for me. Don't get started. Don't get me started. Oh my God! What about the sagging pants or the skinny jeans? I see the video this morning. <laughs> First of all, more than saggy pants, 
I got an issue with high water pants. That's the new thing. They wearing the pants so high, got a nice suit, then cut the pants damn near in the shorts. And now you got a little rusty ankles out, and I got a little, I don't want to see that. See, let me take them. Black men, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I ain't, a, I'm fashionable. You know, I, I like fashion, but certain fashions I'm not ever gonna do, because they don't, they don't complement the black body. You know, when you see an NFL guy or an NBA guy, he's six eight, with some damn high water. He wearing my pants. Come on, dog. First of all, you athletic. Your thighs look crazy in them little bit ass pants. Mm. Would you, um, you know, because you go to different places, but I, I, I used to work in an office, but <clears throat> would you ever eat a, a potluck and why? I, first of all, I, I, I've been in corporate America. <laughs> oh, you? I've been, I've been around. I'm in, I was in the Navy. You know, I had my potluck dish. You know, I would bring, who, who bringing the forks? <laughs> I got the forks and I'm bringing four two Uh I gotta know you if I'm gonna eat your food, you know. So some of y'all now, but but I like to taste stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I like, oh, let me taste that. I'm gonna give you at least a taste. Mm-hmm. Now if, if if your if your cornbread dressing got raisins in it, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that because that could be a roach. <laughs> <laughs> no, it couldn't. Anyway, I, but I would I would I would at least I pick my roach out and I'll be like, okay, this ain't bad. I would taste a little bit. People be talking about white folks and ambrosia. Ambrosia be good sometimes. <laughs> it be good. Rodney, no. Everyone is so creative. Absolutely not. <laughs> People not. have moments. You, you I will would, not be eating at potluck. You won't? Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm coming to the end. No. I'm, I'm not competitive. Not unless I absolutely know you. I'm competitive, though. So I'm trying to win a potluck. It's a competition. Oh my God! I'm trying to come into the potluck with my motherfucking mac and cheese. Okay. I'm coming to the potluck. I might, I might, I might make two slabs of ribs. Ooh. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Oh. Now I did have to stop cooking pork chops. What? I so, just had pork chops yesterday. My dad just. My... You he had said, a pork chop as a grown up. He sent me on the airplane with two pork chops. I you almost, went on a plane with some aluminum foil. No, it was plastic bag. And I got home and I almost went to cardiac arrest. <laughs> So it was so, so wait, salty. Wait, let me tell you this. So wait, wait. So it's like he's trying to kill me. I never. We didn't do it on purpose. We lived in California, and people just didn't eat pork. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't had pork. My kids had never had pork. Mm-hmm. I decided we first moved here to Georgia. I'm like, I'm gonna make y'all some pork chops. I got the grill out. I'm, I'm cooking, seasoning it up. Da da da. And them kids, they were like, Daddy, what is this? This tastes incredible. Oh my God, <laughs> this is wonderful. An hour later, all of them. <laughs> Daddy, why my hair hurt? Why my? You do not possess the enzymes to break down pork. I learned that a long time ago. See, I, but I see. I'm always looking for the conspiracy. <laughs> What's the conspiracy, right? See, the, stay with me on this. All now. right, all right, all right. Come on, Tom. Stay with me. <laughs> so, what they call pork? Swine. The other white meat. Oh, the other. Oh, I missed hmm? that question. Okay. Why I gotta be white? I mean, because it is. Because they're trying to keep it away from us. That's why. Maybe. You know what they're not trying to keep away from us? Chitterlings. Now, my my mother, God rest her soul, loves some chitterlings. I used to have to go to This Is It and get my mama some chitterlings. Go down there and get me some chitterlings. 
And th- now I know the owner. Uh, 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 this is it in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My mother been gone six years. Every time I walk in, man, how your mama doing? I say, dog, <laughs> your ass should know by now. My mama gone. You know what? She sure is. What you want? <laughs> chitlins. <laughs> chitlins, bring them out. I don't eat chitlins myself. It's two things in this life that I don't eat, and neither one of them is women. So it's, um, <laughs> I eat, I don't eat chitlins, and I don't eat liver of any kind. Mm, why? I don't like it. I, I thought you was about had. to give me some kind of background. It ain't no, deep, it ain't no conspiracy like, cleanses theory. your blood. It's, it's nasty. Da- it's dirt. It's it's nasty. Okay. It's nasty. But you know, I have you know, I'm gonna just throw it out there. I I have eaten ass. Mm. Not on not on purpose. <laughs> you had, you so, made accidental. <laughs> well, let me tell you what happened. So so me and my lady we getting sexy. <laughs> I'm doing my oil thing. And uh, I like to start around the north side of the vagina. And uh, so I'm north vagina, start working my way west, and mess around and, and bow out too far west. So when I go to turn to go south, I'm way further south than I want to be. You all the way in south side of Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm in the hood. <laughs> I'm in the hood. It's tumbleweeds, it's helicopters. It was a lot. Long story short, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm way down there. Anyway, um, my wife seemed to enjoy it. You know, she just slid, she slid down on me, and um, it wasn't that bad. I'm just gonna say it. it wasn't that bad. Tony, Tony, it wasn't that bad. I, I was in there. I was like, okay. Only drawback is uh, it's hard to get that that booty juice off your mustache. Not the booty juice. So I'm in the refrigerator the next day thinking to myself, something's spoiling this <laughs> I can't take this. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. Booty juice. You could have just wiped it off or washed it off. No. It you know, some guys, they like to let it linger. It reminds them of better times. Indeed. Indeed. Fathers in the home. Did you grow up with one? You know what? I feel like I'm, my mother was a single parent, but she kind of wasn't. Explain. So, and that brings me, I, I, I am doing a one-man show, and I really kind of break this down in, in the one-man show. Uh, it's called Rodney Perry Moments on My Journey, which is the title of my book as well. But as I really stopped and looked at my life, so when I get home from the stroke, I want to chronicle my life because I've never had to consider my mortality till now. Mm. And so I start to write this book and I talked about my fathers, uh, my biological father, which is Leo Jordan, who gave me the elixir of life. Um, also, Sherelle Evans, who is my stepfather, who fathered my, my siblings, Sherelle, JT, uh, Ryan, Candy. Uh, and then there's Charlie Coleman, who came in as a stepfather much later, and he was a, our second stepfather. And uh, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. Sherelle, JT, Leo, and uh, Benjamin Perry. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Perry, who 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 really, I honor almost more than every, the rest of them because Benjamin Perry gave me his name. Mm. And he knew I wasn't his child. Oh. 
wow. You know, so he came home from the Vietnam War and was like, I want that child to be a Perry. And so because of him, I'm Rodney Benjamin Perry. Mm. Um, so uh, while, again, I felt like a, a, a product of a single-parent household because a lot of times it was just my mom, mm -hmm. um, I've, I, I got some great skills, good or bad, from these men. You know, um, uh, Leo Jordan, who gave me his name and his likeness and his body, and his, mm -hmm. he gave me that thing. And, and I think my funny comes from his side of the family. Mm. You know, and then you look at um, Benjamin Perry, who gave me his name. You look at Sherelle Evans, who I got to learn how to be a man, provide, mm -hmm. provide for your family mm -hmm. at all costs. I learned that from him. And, and then, of course, Charlie Coleman, who uh, he showed me, and, and a skill that I try to use all the time, if you ever slip and fall in Walmart, lay there. <laughs> and pee on yourself a little bit. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere on the floor. Stay with me. <laughs> okay, I'm here. But yeah, so to answer your question, yeah, I'm I'm a product of, of a, I felt like a product of a single parent, but I have had many men contribute to Rodney Perry and who he ultimately became. Awesome, I love that. Are you ready? I stay ready. For... Stay ready. You ain't gotta get ready. <laughs> well, are you ready for a random questions? Can you do that again so it could be our intro? To random random question. Random question. Question. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> What's the acceptable amount? Are you in a sorority? No. What do you think I would be? AKA. Hey! <laughs> Most of my friends are AKA. I really? Don't know what that's about? But okay, what's the acceptable? Why not? Because you seem like they would have they would have got you. I went to a seven day Adventist college and they didn't oh, allow the seven day. Yeah, was, yeah, y'all, 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 some world class Christians though. We are seven days. We're a little different. Because my buddy became a seven day and he was going to hell before he found y'all. <laughs> but but go ahead, I'm listening. I'm listening. I want to know more about this seven day Adventist. But no, I, I grew up in seven day Adventist uh, culture when I was in foster care. And uh, I became Seven Day Adventist when I was probably like nine, and I stayed that way wow. for a really long, throughout all the foster But homes. you're still a Seven Day somewhere in your heart. I am. I, you know, eating that pork chop really kind yeah. of, I was torn. <laughs> it almost took you out. <laughs> it took me out. I was like, I cannot. I was I'm sick. I'm do this with you. I was sick. Yeah. I'm sick. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Back to our random questions. Mm -hmm. What's the acceptable amount of titty meat for a man? Again. What Zero. Is, what's the amount? Okay. First of all, I ain't got no titties. My got pecs. <laughs> For God's sake. Some of y'all got some titties. I don't care what they got. You know, I'm, I'm pegging it. Now, now, my wife might beg to differ. But if in my, I'm, I'm no titties. No titties. Can and I got a friend that let women suck his. I'm like, dude, <laughs> your ass a little half gay. Half gay. Oh, my God. Okay. Have you ever faked it? Can men fake it? <laughs> Say it one more time. Can men fake it? I'm having an orgasm right now. <laughs> no, man, no. Why would you ever fake it? Like, to me, a woman that fakes orgasm is to her own detriment. Like, it, like, you create an atmosphere where a person thinks they're doing well when they're not. You know, like, your only goal as a woman is to make me ejaculate. I can do it by myself, but I like when you do it. And how about this? Your body knows the difference. Your body knows if you you're you're playing with yourself or if, if a woman is doing it or or yeah don't get me started yeah I feel like I want to know more <clears throat> spam how do you feel about it the meat mm 
or stuff in my inbox? No. <laughs> the meat. <laughs> I, you know what? How about that's both? A, both for one hundred, Alex. <laughs> both for one hundred. Okay, for 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 the inbox, I'm not a fan of spam because I don't like that that Gmail taking put stuff where I gotta go look in the spam folder for other people's stuff. I don't like that. You know, I got tons of little pet peeves. Spam marks time in my life though. Mm-hmm. Like spam, like as, as a as a kid. So my mother loved potty meat. Mm-hmm. My mother loved uh, Vienna sausage, mm-hmm. and and spam is on that little spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a Hawaiian when I eat spam because they send in a little can. You got to open it up. Anyway, you know what? I'm gonna go buy me some spam. <laughs> Publix, here I come. It's right downstairs. <laughs> I'm gonna give me some spam because I don't think my kids ever had it. It's spam pork. Yeah, it's very, very, very much pork. All kinds of pork. Spam, a spam sandwich. With some um, mayonnaise. What mayonnaise do you eat? Okay, so I grew up with Miracle Whip, and now I'm more. Stop right there! <laughs> a sandwich isn't a sandwich without the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. Come on! <laughs> I can't eat Miracle Whip without saying that. I say the slogan every time. Every time. You know what else I say the slogan for? <laughs> Zest. Zest soap. Fully clean, yeah. Zest. The sin opens your eyes. Coast. Coast soap. That's oh, coast. Okay, coast. Okay. I sing it every time I'm in the shower. Anyway. What about close-up toothpaste? You... No. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> You're black, right? And you got to get one, get rid of one of these black beloved. Say it. I'll, I'll execute that immediately. One of these black beloved things. Fried chicken. Watermelon. Fried chicken ain't black. Okay, I'm but just go saying. Ahead. Malt liquor. Oh, malt liquor, easy. I don't touch malt liquor. Why? I don't touch. I had my. I was. I lived through the the the, the Colt forty five. Colt forty five. Me and me and me and uh, what's his name? Colt forty five man. Uh, you look like you Billy been. D. Me and Billy D. I've been through that. Like I had Mickey's. Cold. I had O E. Okay. I had forty did eyes. Drink, did you just drink forty ounces? Did I? <laughs> we used to take the top off and throw it away because we knew we was gonna finish it. Then the gallon came out, and that's when I was like, they're trying to kill us. I can't drink no more liquor now. If I drink more liquor, you want to have a, a laxative? Get more liquor. You're going you gonna, you gonna to shit <laughs> everything out. No, I don't want no part of no more. That was easy. What you're not going to do is get rid of no chicken. Because <laughs> that's not black. I love chicken. I love chicken. Like, I, I, I love chicken. I love watermelon, and I eat it in a room full of white folks. I eat a whole watermelon. I don't, this is a good one. Good. Watermelon. See, they, again, they be trying to keep stuff away from us, trying to demonize the watermelon, which is it's almost delicious. the healthiest fruit in the world. And to put some lead in your pencil. Uh-oh. There you go. You're a snazzy dresser. How many uh, pairs of Stacey Adams do you own? Maybe one or two. I will, I don't I'm not you. no Stacey Adams man. You. I don't believe you. How I, many pairs of gators do you own? I don't own no gators. I don't believe you either. That's not my thing. To prove it, it's can we call your can we call your wife? She don't know. <laughs> she in the she in the charge of my my dress. I'm telling you, you're a snazzy dresser. Now I got I got a ton of hats. I got a bunch of hats, um, and I'm smart enough to know what fits me well, mm. you know. And so I'm not a gator guy, you know. I just like a clean, plain shoe. Mm. Basic. My my shoes is usually basic. Like I got, Ooh, a, I, I, like got I got a Puma. I'm wearing a Puma because mm. it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that, that that's what I do as I get older. I just, if it ain't comfortable, I don't want to be a part of it. How do you feel about women being in cigar bars now? I don't mind women in cigar bars. Really? Yeah, I don't. I, now, I do have a slight issue with women commentating sports on television. Ooh, why? Ooh, unpack this. Okay, and I shall. First of all, Malika Andrews is fine as hell. Okay. Let's start there. Okay. But it, the the women sometimes are a bit of a distraction for me because they're so fine, which is absurd and sexist, and I own it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but as as like it's just it's like I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it, but it is it, it it makes me think about it more than I want to think about it. Like. Like, I'll see a, a female referee, you know, in basketball or football, and I'll be like, oh, there go a female referee. referee. I don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. But that's not her fault. That's mm-hmm. my own my own shit. But in, in terms of what did you ask me? You asked me about cigar bars. I, like, I like, I like women. I'm a cigar guy. So I like women that, that smoke, like, real cigars, like mm-hmm. nice you know, that's always cool to me, and it's sexy. Women are sexy. Like they make flathead. everything. They they make everything. That's a good cigar. Mm-hmm. They make everything better. Women not, make everything but, better. But not Tatiana's. I mean, if you have to smoke Clearly, a Tatiana, I smoke cigars. I'm gonna give you a Tatiana if I, if you if I know this is your chocolate. first time. I like the chocolate. Thank I'm you. gonna give that, and I might smoke it with you. So be it. I smoke a I smoke a Java. Like sometimes in the morning, if I'm smoking, to sit on my back porch drinking a cup of coffee, mm. I want some coffee little vibe with it. What is the worst job you've ever had? Managing an apartment building. What happened? So I manage apartment buildings. I moved to L.A. I meet a guy named Johnny Andrews. He's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I love Virgos. Mm-hmm. He said, man, I know you look for an apartment, but I can get you a job, and you get rent for free. How about this? Genius. Rent for free is not enough money. <laughs> I manage three buildings. For free rent, which is seven hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. so I managed three buildings, probably twenty five, fifty, sixty some units, mm-hmm. and people would hide from me. Mm. Oh, they supposed to pay their rent. They they crawling under my window. I'm like, look, dog, don't. And that we also, my wife and I also did light maintenance. Mm-hmm. So I had one lady, Mr. Perry, my my sink is acting up again. She got all ass out. And, and I got to go in there and fix a little sink. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I won't do that again. And this is where? This is in Inglewood, California. Um, 99. Wow. Yeah. How long have you been a comedian? Over 30 years. Wow. Over 30 years. But but there's a couple of different starts. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew I wanted to be a comedian in high school, so I started telling jokes. Mm-hmm. So I, that's kind of my start, my legitimate start, start. Mm-hmm. 87, 88, mm-hmm. which predates the 90s. I saw Def Jam start. I saw Comic View start. I go through the 90s, but I'm not a, a, a real comedian until 98 when I packed up my family and moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. So that's another legitimate start for me. I've, I don't think I've ever not known you in, com- I mean, in comedy. That's weird. You've yeah. always been synonymous with comedy with when it comes to wow. just in my life. Um, okay, who do you trust the least? A person or woman with chin hair? <laughs> <laughs> a person with that missing side tooth? Or <clears throat> that black stuff right here? Right here. 
What's the black stuff? You've never seen the black stuff on the back of your neck? Have you I seen don't know that? What you're talking about. Yes, you do. You notice the sign okay, of diabetes. Let's break, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Okay. Who do you uh, trust the least? A woman with a woman with chin hair. Mm-hmm. The side tooth. Oh, hold on. So let's do one thing. One thing at a time. Okay. Okay. So a woman with chin hair definitely gets respect. You know what I'm saying? Cause she busy. She got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. She ain't got time to be shaving her chin hair. That side tooth, utmost respect. Cause that woman made a decision. <laughs> Between that tooth and one of her kids. And they was like, man, we can get your root canal, but it's gonna cost you $4,000. Or we can pull it and you can feed them babies. She said, pull that damn tooth. Mad respect for you, sis. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know about this. This uh, I, feel like, I feel like I had one friend that was kind of light skinned but dark at the same time. <laughs> and now that you say that, they got the black, it's like that stuff right here, right here, that's and then sometimes you, no, 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 it's like real dark here, and then sometimes it's, Yeah, yeah, I think, I what, think that's Can we, a, can you look that up, Kino? Can you look up what this stuff, that black stuff is on the back I of your neck? I think you made that part up, but- I swear to you, That person is, definitely sounds untrustworthy right to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a sign of insulin resistance. I believe it. Yeah. I take your word for it. So we trust them? No, hell no. <laughs> you out of here. Right. I'm not about to get rid of the tooth lady or the bearded lady. All right. My last question before my last question. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Guns, how do you feel about them? You know what? You know, my wife and I have been talking about this, you know, having a gun um, in the home. We don't have a, currently have a gun. You know, Keno and I have talked about guns. Uh, he, he's a gun guy. I mean, I had an OG tell me this one time. He said... I carry gun my whole life. I had guns. He said I stopped having trouble when I stopped carrying a gun. That's what he told me. He said he said I've never had nobody come to me since I stopped carrying a gun. And uh, we had an incident uh, when I was in the Navy. My best friend Harry and I and a couple of uh, other guys were in the car. Harry had just bought a Glock, right? The Glock was in the car, and it changed everything. Right, so we're in the car, and these dudes rolled up on on the side of us, and we're like, "What the fuck, them niggas looking at?" And we just regular guys, we 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 nice, all of us nice guys, but the fact that that gun was in the car empowered us to the point where we was ready to use it, and so because of that, I've always erred on the side of not being a big fan of guns, but you know. If you can have education with it, if you can, like I met a guy, he said, "Man, I can come to your house and show you all your spots. You, if you ever have an intruder, you can, you can, you can really defend your home." But how about this? If you got a uh, a handgun, you might miss. Now I'm a fan of shotgun because a motherfucker walk past, clack clack. That's his ass. So I'm, I'm seriously considering a shotgun now. A shotgun. But I might have it already, so you don't know. <laughs> you don't know when the show's coming out. <laughs> By the time this come out, you might be loaded. I might be super loaded. <laughs> what, what about you? What, how you feel about guns? Uh, that's a great question. Our family has always had guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel. You seem like you would have a cute little holster. That you oh, you do what? Stay right there, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up where we had to fight. We didn't carry guns. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. What I do is I depend on whatever man I'm with to make sure that he protects the family. Right. So it's his decision. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Right. True enough. Yeah. True enough. So I'm not going to go. But I'm going to try to put you in a place where people are not 
notorious for walking in people's house. That part. You know, you went Cobb County. If you come in the house in Cobb County, your ass trying to go to jail. Yeah. But for the record, most of the guys have guns. <laughs> for the record. For the I, record. I date some pretty amazing men, and most of them, I would say. Love it. Either are, uh, they're, they're, they're very So if he got protectors. a gun, is he guaranteed to get some? I'm just saying, if he's a good protector, he's guaranteed to at least get my attention. So me and my buddies had this conversation. You tell me what you think. Do you lose respect for a man if you see him get beat up? Ooh, yes. I'm from Detroit. First off, you're probably not going to get beat up if I'm with you because I fight in real life. If you got to help, that's worse. Nah, bruh. I'm telling you, sometimes you just got to join in. <laughs> that's gangster to me, though. I'm saying. You got to beat us up. You got to beat us up. <laughs> what you saying? That's gangster. That's I'm super saying, gangster. I'm saying I'm a fighter. So if you getting, we, I'm not, oh, baby. No, I'm not that. I'm like, what now, we doing? Now, now, let's take it back to others. But I'm still, I still keep it cute. Let's keep, let's flip it though. You have an altercation with a woman. Do he need to jump in? No, because I'm going to whip her ass. I fight. I, I try to tell everybody on the show. I used to fight all the time. Do you see these hands? I used to fight men all the time. My daddy didn't raise no punk. Please. I'm just saying. These hands. Clutching my pearls. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. From the D. In foster care. I fought every day. You had to fight. I had to fight every day and twice on Saturday. Who, Saturday. Can you remember the, can you remember like the person you really whooped their head? Oh, Stanley Washington. Stanley. He got a noggin. And you know, eighth grade, he called me out my name. He called what me he a bitch. Said? And he said... Uh, my dick is just bigger. a regular, just a regular bitch or a dumb. Bitch? No, he called me just a regular bitch. She said, okay. uh, my dick is bigger, bigger than your dick." <laughs> wow, right? How about that? And we and then, both know you had a bigger. Right? Yeah, you know, of course, mine's bigger. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then he, he he called me a bitch, and then something just I just transformed, and I was like, <laughs> and I just whipped his ass. Get out of here! I dragged. Was his, he a little guy? He was thinner, but you know, eighth grade, every the girls are a little bit bigger than true the guys. Enough, true but enough. I dragged his ass, and I didn't get in trouble for it. Get I didn't here. get suspended or anything. And he walked around with that big knot. That's why I don't like snapped. Because every time a woman snap, she damn go I free. I tried to pull his throat out of that thing, this thing here. I tried to grab it and I was, he was like, somebody get this crazy bitch off of me. <laughs> All kind of bitches. Did. So Stanley Washington, you know you got your butt beat. Yeah. Sorry, Stan. Yeah. But all my foster brothers and sisters, oh, yeah. We were fighting for dominance in the house constantly. Wow. Those those group homes, oh, yeah. I was was that the same Stan in the Eminem song? No. No. Okay. He was not. No, he was not. <laughs> he was not. Okay, last question. Yes. <clears throat> it's heaven time. It's, it's, it's the end. You're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to heaven. You're definitely going to heaven. What are you expecting God to say to you? My nigga. <laughs> well, you killed that shit. I, I thought to bring your ass up here, motherfucker, twenty five years ago. But you, you know, we let your ass go to ninety nine. So, man, you did good though, RP. Matter of fact, you want to go back? <laughs> cool your ass back down. <laughs> cool your ass back, man. You was a good guy. <laughs> I love it. You think you were a good guy? I'm a great guy. You think you did good? I know I did good. Hey. I know I did good. I did good. Raising my children, I did good. Raising my friends, I did good. You know, my wife might might my mother push back on this, but I'm a pretty good. I'm a pretty good husband. You know, um, you know, we earn some money. You know, people know our name. 
you know, and the most important thing for me is respect. Mm. You know, respect of my my uh, my family, the respect of my peers, you know, and uh, a champion for the weak sometimes. You know, I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies. If you if you if you gonna get me to fight like that, you probably a bully. And in that case, nigga, let's go. Well, Rodney Perry, I think you are the comedian's comedian. I feel like a lot of people know your name. Like, you're a household name, sir. You're That's a, fair. You're a I'll take that. Name. Thank you. Yeah. That's very kind. Very kind. And uh, I don't take it lightly. You know, I mean, sometimes when you've been doing stuff, stuff so long, it, you, you can become ashamed of it. You know, like, damn, 30 years, and maybe what what do I have, have I achieved what I set out to do? But here, here goes. You can't judge a man until you know what he wants. You know, so you can't judge success. You know, would it be great to have the money Kevin Hart has? Absolutely. But I'm, I'm still able to maintain my family. I'm able to, uh, to live a certain style, a certain, certain way. I'm able to buy a car if I need to. I'm able to, you know, jump on a plane and go see my sister if she needs to see me at, on a whim. You know, that that's that's beautiful to me. And um, and also, I'm able to walk into a room and get recognized. So, uh, Rodney Perry is doing all right. Tell them where they can find you. I mean, you can find Rodney Perry live on all social media. Uh, RodneyPerry.com is the website. Uh, Again, Rodney Perry Live on all social media. RodneyPerry.com is the website. And uh, 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 don't follow me. <laughs> For real. I got enough people, man. 115,000 people I don't have access to. I probably ain't going to see your ass. Good luck. Please follow him. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Rodney Perry, thank you again. I mean, it's love. It's love. You know, don't, don't be beautiful to me. I can't take it. Thank you, Rodney Perry. Thank you. All right, his uh, his new play is going to be coming out. Uh, this is with Fred Hammond. <laughs> I love it. New play called Hood Book, again, with Fred Hammond. And, of course, you guys can see him in Cold Wind or Cold Wind. Cold, Cold and Windy. On WeTV. We you want to take that again? No, okay. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Thank, thank you, uh, Rodney Perry, <laughs> for making me do this whole scene over again. All right, you guys can find it was better him. better the first time, to be honest. Okay, you can yeah. you can keep it if you want to, Kino. Hoodbook, Fred Hammond. It's a play. He's going to be in it. Also, Cold and Winnie, Wendy, on WeTV. Very close. Thank you. And then, of course, Bed and Breakfast, that's on TV One. So those are the projects you're in. My favorite, honestly, is Coming to America, too. And all of, uh, you know, the family stuff with Medea. So there you go. we will wrap it up, or that will wrap it up for is us. Is it over? I think so. <laughs> Y'all want all this stuff? I'm going to take this with you. <laughs> Got a lot of cameras on. <laughs> Y'all missed it. Tune in. Tony and D. Smitty and D. Both of them. D Nim Smitty! <laughs> Here you at, Smitty. It's beautiful. All right. That will wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, you know where you can check out Rodney. So you got here. two real mics and a fake mic in the middle of the table. I'm taking it. Dear God, can you let me in? <laughs> you do, you do, this is amazing. <laughs>
Hey, that's what you want a woman to say. Oh gosh. Oh, this is oh, this is a lazy Susan. <laughs> this is a this is amazing. I can get a big at your notes. Look at this. And another thing, Rodney. <laughs> You've been into some shit. Uh, wait a minute. Ain't nothing on these pages. You've been you been winging this whole thing. There are things on there. Ain't page. nothing on these pages. I'm telling you. <laughs> Smitty and D. Oh my God. Let me roll it back around here. I have this had a ball with you, Mr. Rodney Perry. Well, that will wrap it up because our battery's about to die. Is it over? <laughs> Keto like, look, you keep talking, you want to. This shit We're is gonna going end. <laughs> You guys, make sure you subscribe, click like, share, and of course, comment. Click like, share. <laughs> Go ahead, do the thing. Oh my God. And guys, if you want to get in contact with us directly, um, <laughs> or if you want to reach out to Rodney Perry through us. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> keep going, keep going. You guys can email. If you us. got a, if you got a missing side too, <laughs> hit me up at Smitty and Andy at Gmail. That's really our thing. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> That's one of them. But if you guys want to contact us directly, you can reach out to us at info at smittyand.com again. That's info at smittyand.com. Did you tell them that that's your real hair? Um, I think they kind of know. <laughs> you got to see it. Until then, next time, guys, take care of one another. I know I was laughing. Ronnie, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>